for fantasy football heads everywhere. We'll go to the Jets because they're an interesting one. Because they did sign Matt Forte to a contract about two years ago. Um, Forte did look good, mm-hmm. but they kind of kind of tailed off a bit. And he started showing his age, and he's going to be 32 by the end of the, this football year. So he's pro- this is probably his last year as a running back. Oh, and, yeah. And Matt Forte, he's a heck of a, he's a, heck of a player. He was just oh, yeah. really solid, you know. He he really produced a lot of decent numbers for you. Uh, you couldn't trust him late because he kind of broke down and you started seeing him turn to age 31 really before your eyes. <laughs> but this is the interesting part. He may end up doing the same thing again while fresh and then Bilal Powell coming in near the end of the year looking like he's the guy. So this this is one of those interesting ones where you're not sure exactly where they're going. The problem is with the Jets, they don't really have him. So it's going to be terrible this year. Hopefully get Sam Darnold next year. And just, that's the way their team is looking. And when you have, when you have a team like that, it's hard to draft a running back from a team that you know is never going to be down. Never going to be up. Well, yeah, you see, you're absolutely right. He did start out strong in the beginning of last year's fantasy season. Um, he he looked good in the early part. The only thing that kind of discouraged me a little bit with him, the majority of his touchdowns came in that week two show out against Buffalo. Um, got three out of that, you know, and and then the rest of the year was kind of roller coaster ish. And you really did see Bilal Powell come out a lot. And more reports out of New York is pointing to New York looking to add a fullback to their roster. So yeah. this this committee might be growing before the year starts. Yeah, so. but I don't, I don't know if it's going to grow. Because if you look at the league, they don't really use fullbacks anymore. No, so if, you, if you're looking to add a fullback, that's actually good news for the running back because it actually shows that you're trying to use running backs if you have a fullback. Right. Because only two fullbacks were drafted. There were more kickers drafted than there were fullbacks, which is insane. Yeah. So I don't yeah. I don't see if, – if you're looking to sign a, a fullback – that's actually good news. That, that you could actually rise their value a little bit, just because well, you know that they're going to have that. I mean, the upside well, play obviously is Powell, but you have Forte there, so you're just going to have to strategize for both of them and knowing exa- that you have one. Exactly. Also, the the addition of a fullback kind of stops, um, and and changes that that offense drastically. You know. They, they won't be doing a, a spread attack anymore. It'll be more you mean with focused. Josh McCowan, they're not going to run the spread? But <laughs> 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 <With> that guy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well use, use, use is going to put more of an emphasis on, on the run game. Uh, we'll be seeing Matt Forte and Bilal Powell both being used. I don't, I don't think it's going to affect their their you know their fantasy value drastically i think it might even increase it um seeing that they don't have to 
one on third and inches or, or third and short, you know, they'll 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 have a fullback there. You know, also also they'll help um avoid them getting injured or hurt in any way because they, they don't have to block as much anymore, you know, which is really, really good. You know, uh, I, I like Matt Forte, but he he's an, he's another one of those guys, him and Bilal Powell, that I don't know if he's on the board and he's available to me. I don't know which round I will take him as yet. Yeah, he's not he's my top ten. Yeah. yeah, he's not in my top ten in, in, in terms of backs. And uh, and you're absolutely right. He is 32 years old this year, and it's tough. It's tough. You you wanna you wanna draft a Matt Forte, um, especially seeing that he did look really good last year, I think I could probably do without him. I, I think falls to me like in around six. I think there's a few running backs that's probably still on the board that's better. Matt Forte. Yeah, just for the just for the audience, round six in a twelve man league, probably like round seven or early eight yeah. in a in a ten man league. Just just to give just to give people a sense of where you think about getting this guy. Um, yeah. I, I like him-ish. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That, that's exactly how I am on... Yeah, like, I, I don't I know like what to really think about. Ish. Uh, just, just a quick question before I go to another team. Would you draft Frank Gore over him? Only, only because Frank Gore is solid. And I'm a Frank Gore fan, but that's that's me being a little biased. Um, Even I, he's gonna be 34 I, years old. He's gonna be 34 years old. Yeah, probably would. And he's I mean, just still I, I would, going. And they, would, they they did draft a running back, but still. I, I would draft Frank Gore if I wasn't so afraid of Marlon Mack. Hey, man! Eventually, you're gonna have to. Get another running back on this roster. I mean, yeah. they, they had to like 30, 34 year old running backs. They don't really exist. They don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't really. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why hey, but, he's even. There. But he was running hard last year. I got to give it to Frank. Frank did his thing last year. Frank. Frank. Frank Gore was one of those guys that I decided not to draft only because. I didn't want to be the guy to draft the old guy, even though I did it in my other league and drafted Adrian Peterson. Um, I I don't want to be the guy to draft the guy over the hill. Like you hate being the guy to draft the guy over the hill, but then you also don't want to be the guy to pass on the guy who you think is over the hill, and then you feel well, terrible about drafting. Yeah, but but you also have to also understand when it comes to Indianapolis, Frank Gore is the only guy that's in Indianapolis because uh, he, he, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't mean, start a Ryan Turpin yet because I you think no, they should not. use Marlon Mack, you think they should use they're Marlon not. Mack, and you should have an RBBC there, but it's not really it's not really an RBBC. I mean, this is this but is you where see, you almost losing. Uh, the RBBC because besides the Colts, the only other team with the RBBC would probably be the Jaguars, and I think they're leaning just towards Fournette and just giving him everything, even though they signed Chris Ivory to a contract last year. And that's sad. 
but 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 getting back to Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack is is a phenomenal athlete, you know, and and in a, and in some ways he does kind of remind me of a Frank Gore. He he's great at breaking tackles, you know, he's great at catching a football, you know, he can break off for 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 runs. The, the guy is really 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 fast, you know, yeah. and he fits perfectly in that offense. I wouldn't call it a RBBC only because if Martin Mack gets to the preseason and he performs the way I'm projecting him to perform, you're going to see him as their premier back for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, uh, he should be. If he, if he really shows out, then he really should be. Um, like I said uh, a couple minutes, a couple minutes ago, about um, Fournette with the Jags, I think I think the Jags early might try to make people believe that it's a RBBC and then it's really not because I think they're gonna just give Fournette the ball and make him the guy. Uh, I don't I don't see if I don't see Chris Ivory with his running style staying healthy, and I don't I don't know if they're gonna actually be that dumb to do it Coughlin seems like even though Coughlin isn't the coach of the team Coughlin seems like the type of guy that will make sure that everything is done correctly and he's going to make sure that there's a guy as a back there I'm not sure if Doug Marone would deploy the RBBC the entire year but I think they're going to just give the ball to Fournette and just make him another star but there is a there is there is two more RBBCs in this league that I wanted to touch on before I I think there is no more RBBCs left because there's a couple of guys that has a solidified job and they're not really cutting it. One is the Seattle Seahawks. Oh my I have goodness! No idea. I don't know if you're going to give Eddie Lacy all that work that he's never shown that he's able to. Because if you have to put weight clauses on the guy's contract, I, I'm not sure if he's going to be your guy. That is so messed up. But I tell you what, I will touch the Seattle Seahawks in a, in a PPR. I wouldn't touch them in standard. PPR? Yes. Standard? What? No. CJ Pro Size? PPR? Yes. Um, um who else? Who else? In, a, in a PPR. No, no, no. That's why I said I wouldn't trust him in standard. I wouldn't trust Eddie Lacy in standard. I wouldn't trust Eddie Lacy in PPR. But a CJ Pro size or a Thomas Rawls? Yeah. I trust them in PPR. That wouldn't be a problem. And and you can probably get a CJ Pro size or a Thomas Rawls. In a in a twelve man league in a twelve man draft probably in the eighth or the ninth round, um, it, yeah, in a PPR I mean, that's draft, you know, think they should go, but yeah, you're always gonna have you're gonna always gonna have one or two people that just surprise you and just say, "Wait, why the hell did you draft him that high?" <laughs> well, you well, we call them we call them reachers. League, though. Yeah, 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 we call them reachers. <laughs> <laughs> call them reach. They just reach. They just reach. 
Yeah. Those are the same guys that draft Eli Madden in the second <laughs> round. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan, but I'll never even... I can't even do it that high. But, I, um... I, I can't... Man. Fan and I won't even start Eli. I, I don't see him as a starter on a fantasy team. I see him as a good bench player. But, uh, oh, or, like, a, like a filler. Yeah, when we, when uh, we get to quarterback someday, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that one. Because <laughs> we're going to disagree on that one a little bit. But um, to stay in the division, the San Francisco 49ers also now have a legitimate RBBC problem. Because Carlos Hyde was supposed to be their guy for a couple of years. And it seems like he was just on his way to break out, but then he will break and things never really seemed to his way. He just ended up broken in the end. So this is going to be Carlos Hyde's fourth year in the league. And they drafted a running back that they didn't expect to fall to them. And they had him off of his draft board. But they decided to look at his tape. And they loved this kid, Joe Williams. Plus they got Tim Hightower, the vulture. For Mark Ingram, and if you get those two guys, that's telling me that you're not gonna get all the way. Anymore. No, I I don't even think they they they're in. I don't want to say in love, but I will say I don't think they're overly excited as they were last year to have Carlos Hyde as their premier running back this year. I think a lot of that was the Chip Kelly hype. Um, People thought that Chip was going to utilize Carlos Hyde like he did a double Murray or uh, just it, it, it just never happened. And Carlos Hyde didn't look all that great. As a running back. At least he didn't live up to the hype. Yeah, he looked like he was almost there, though. It looked like, man, he was just about to break out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. He really did was like, oh, man, this guy, he's almost about to put together. But what he's turning out to be is Beanie Wells. A guy with potential, got injured a bunch of times was about to put it together and it just never came through completely. Yeah, yeah unfortunately yeah. that's what happens. But um, we're going to go to positive cities running back and since we're on the RBBC side, the best BC team was in the Super Bowl and lost which was the Falcons. They have two legitimate guys that you can draft and you can be completely better with them. Freeman, Freeman, I'm a big Tevin Freeman, Coleman if he's fan. by himself, is a top tier fantasy running back, top five. Um, since has Coleman there working yeah. with him, he drops to about a top ten running back, and that mm-hmm. that's just that's just being fair because both of these guys are talented. Both of these guys wouldn't nurse you. Both of these guys are what Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard was and was supposed to be. They're a more improved version and a more uh, reliable version than those other two guys are supposed to be. 
Yeah, I really, I, I, I really like this. This, this is you can you can pick any one of these guys. Probably, oh well, Freeman is going to be gone after the second round. Yeah, I mean um, Freeman, Freeman, Freeman's going to go um, pretty high because he has the yeah. numbers and he's the goal line back. Yeah, he's the goal line back. But, and Tevin, but Coleman, Coleman. Tevin Coleman's going to be closer to him in value in a PPR than he would in be a, in a standard oh, league because he oh, does yeah, catch well, the ball out the backfield. But so does Devontae Freeman because Freeman can catch too. Freeman is a third down back, and I'm not convinced that Tevin Coleman isn't either. So, well, no. I mean, this is one of those guys where I don't know how your philosophy is. Some people's philosophy, you want to get the handcuffs so that you feel secure. Or you want to get another guy that you know that you could plug in there. Um, but but you see, that with, with this team, it's not a handcuff thing. Which is why no. the Atlanta Falcons running back backfield is so special. Yeah. They both complement each other. That's true. So... You can choose either one, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, personally, if I had to choose between a Tevin Coleman or, or Freeman, of course, I, I would want Freeman, um, yeah. only because he has that power. He's, he's the running back that everybody expected Eddie Lacy to be. And You know what? You're right. He, he was, he's supposed to, <laughs> Eddie Lacy was supposed to come in there. And he was supposed to dominate, but it just never it never happened yeah, the way it, he wanted. It never really happened the way everybody. Well, well, that's because you know uh, I don't know if it's a if it's a thing of his weight issues or um or or uh, I don't want to say not trying, but also you know because of the injuries. But but Freeman is a, is a freak of nature, but so is Tevin Coleman. If if people it could also would be Bama thing. Just oh. <laughs> I mean, it could be them. I, I mean, that. look what happened to Richardson. Hey, Derrick Henry, Derek Henry. Yeah, but Henry is looking good. He's he's trying to break that curse. Let him a try. <laughs> Let's give him a try. <laughs> but 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 again, um, Freeman Freeman last year over 118 rushes, 520 yards rushing yards. He averaged 4.4 yards per carry just just rushing. Eight yeah. touchdowns just on rushing. Three touchdowns on receiving. 421 yards with 31 receptions. That guy is a um, monster. But he's a the monster. problem the problem with the only problem with Freeman is that Tevin Coleman is on his team. That, that that's it. Only because Tevin Coleman's on his team. Because well, well, then he well, would well, be that's... he would be easily top 5. He was a top 6 running back in standard last year. Um and he was incredible. He was incredible well, I... for you, but the games where he's not that it's yeah. a Tevin Coleman game and that's the problem. Well, I just called it Tevin Coleman's numbers. Those are Tevin Coleman's numbers. It, it's he he's 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 a freak. He's an yeah. absolute monster, and he catches the football. His catch percentage is at seventy-seven point five percent. So if if you throw it his way, he's catching that ball, and yeah. he's gone. Tevin Coleman you know, by himself it, was a top seventeen running back in standard, and he like you can use him. He's not a guy that you you can't use. You could throw him in a lineup, and you would feel safe that he won't embarrass you. Like, like if it, the only the only dream for a fantasy player, so wouldn't have to think so much, is that you wish that they were both on different teams, just so that you could use them differently. Yeah, and so you wouldn't have to waste a bye week. That, True. Uh, yeah, that that's 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 my only issue. You know. 
Uh, I, I'll tell you what. Yard, yards yards per reception, 13.8 for Tevin Coleman. 13.8. If I if you had to choose one wide, wide receiver, just a, just a regular wide receiver, you know, that was also a top-tiered wide receiver for last year for fantasy that also averaged 13.8 yards per reception, Mike Evans. So, yeah. So Tevin Coleman is the real deal, and you could draft the both of them. Please feel feel free to draft them both in the top five rounds. Yeah, that's really the last of that's really the last of the RBBCs because I can't see another team in the league that isn't RBBC that that makes sense. The other guys that are on the other teams are just handcuffs. The closest team to that, I guess, would be what you mentioned before, the Giants. With Shane Vereen, but that's really a well, change of pace uh, back. I don't see. Well, no, 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 no. I don't see that as say, an RBBC. Can I say one more? Go ahead. Philly. Philly was the most frustrating RBBC last year to me. Last Especially, year, I, yes, well, but um, Kenyon Barner isn't on the team anymore. There are rumors that right? Ryan Matthews is going to get cut. And then you have. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Darren, Darren Sproles on the team. And they signed another running back. So they they still they still got Wendell Smallwood, right? They still got Byron Marshall, and they just um, drafted Donald Pumphrey. Yeah, you're right. Damn. They got a problem. Yeah, you're right. They got I mean, a problem. They got a problem in Philly. Yeah, damn. And and it's, and it's legitimate. Ugh. It's it, it, it's a legitimate problem out there. In but Philly. you know what? It, um, no, Wendell Smallwood the is they're forgettable. <laughs> They're forgettable. And but PBR you know and Again. PBR Darren Sproles is still at thirty three years old, still a productive uh PPR running back. And right. just and like he's another one just like Frank Gore. Yeah, that won't age. But here's the thing about here's the thing about Darren Sproles. He has more he has more mileage left than um he has more. He has more mileage left than Gore because he spent less years as a premier guy. I don't think he ever really was a premier guy. He was always a guy who was, you know, because he was five six. He was always like a speedy guy that would catch the ball out the backfield. He never really run it in. He, he was a guy that was just, you know, he was pretty decent. He was always just pretty decent. As a running back, yeah, so he never was, really got a chance to be a guy. So he doesn't have the mileage as a Frank Gore, but he's still old. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, this is his thirteenth season. I mean, no, you're 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 absolutely right. He's never really had the chance to be the man on a team. You know, um, the only time I can remember him actually being close to that. Was in New Orleans. Yeah, but then they when had he, when they had they had a there. RBBC two there when they yeah. had Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush. Well, no, Reggie Bush was gone, but he replaced Reggie Bush. They they always had a swing backfield of running backs over there. But yeah, Philly well, no, remember weird. remember Darren's two thousand. While well, he the very first year he got into New Orleans, he was Dick Ingram. He was that guy. He had more than 13 all-purpose yards. 2011? Wasn't that Mark Ingram's... Uh, I thought that... Okay, Mark, yeah, Mark Ingram wasn't... 
Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, yeah. that was Rolls time. Yeah. That was Rolls time. Yeah, and, it was. And, and this guy, what, from last year, Um, he, he's gotten older, you know? No, no, but I was last right. year. Uh, 2011, that was Mark Ingram's first year. Yes, yeah. okay. So, yeah. That, that was they, his they first like, year. Like a, they, they always had a RBBC. Well, well, that's that's Sean Payton's day. It's it's always going to be a RBBC in New Orleans. Yeah, if I'm Mark Ingram, I'm I'm leaving that team, man. <laughs> he he needs he needs he needs to be free right. to be by him as a premier running back, even though they don't really make those premier running backs as much as they did. But um, so, well, no. I guess if you're going to have to but, draft but, one, you you draft Sproles. But the other guys, you're going to have to give them a little bit of a chance. Well, that's why that's why it's so important that. We're, we're, um, after the um the the season, um, just to see the performance of a lot of the young guys like the Wendell Smallwood, you know, uh, and and see how they perform during the preseason because Philly has the most to me is the most interesting RBVC because they might not be they might come out of that preseason actually choosing the back to be their premier. Well, for fantasy purposes, I hope. Because when you have Sproles there, you're never gonna really have a guy. You're always gonna have a running back by committee with Darren Sproles. You just have to accept the fact that you're gonna have a two down back, and he's a third down back that could be a home run hitter. Well, that's true. And and with, with the wide receivers that they have on that team now, when Jordan Matthews was your one. But then you sign Tory Smith and Alshon Jeffrey, and now he's your three or four if Doriel Green Beckham actually shines this time, and probably the fifth option of your team. They're probably not going to be running the ball as much. Well, Beckham, Beckham, Beckham is their big body. He's going to be there to run. And and we forgot all about the tight end that I love to hate. Zach Ertz. Oh, I can't stand that guy. Because oh, he's that guy that you're like, wow, Zach Ertz is up and nobody is drafting him. And then you're always going to have the one guy drop Zach Ertz. And then all of a sudden he whoops you with 100 yards and 10 receptions. And you're like, well, I should have drafted Zach Ertz in the 12th round like everybody else. Yeah, last year, was, know, a, but, last year was a lackluster year for tight ends to say the least. Yeah. I mean, but anyway... um. That's actually the end of the RBBCs because I'm just going to go quickly over a list, no particular order. David Johnson, Zeke Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray. Well, he might be. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Isaiah Crowell, Jay Ajayi, Lamar Miller, Frank Gore, and Paul Perkins. Those guys, those guys seem to be the only guys that have the backfield completely to themselves. With the exception of probably DeMarco Murray, but they still use DeMarco Murray like he's a young guy, and they still use him as a featured three-down back. And as we saw last year, DeMarco Murray is still the guy. Did you did you mention Todd Gurley? You said Todd Gurley, right? They don't really have an RBBC. No, no, no! I'm, I know that's saying, why I mentioned him. <laughs> right, right. That's, I'm only asking because I, I, I could very vaguely hear you say Todd Gurley, but that—that's the last time I say Todd Gurley's name on any list. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave. I'll just leave it at I that. I can't blame. But, I can't blame Todd Gurley on the guy 
official. I can't blame him on his last coach. We'll see how he is moving forward. We'll see how he is, yeah. Yeah, we'll because see his other guys are Malcolm Brown and Lance Dunbar. Like, they're, they're not... They're, they're really just leaving it up to Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley has another crappy year, then guess what? He's going to... He's going to be decent. <laughs> like, Todd Gurley, he has he's the offense in the backfield to himself. They didn't do much in free agency as as far as like running back and wide receivers concerned. So to me, it's still going to be running through. So yeah, most yeah, definitely. I, I he, he has no choice but to have a bounce back here because that last year was so key for a guy as him. And even in that crappy year, he was. Yeah. Just to tell you how bad running backs were last year, he was ranked twentieth in standard. But people drafted him in the first round, so... In the first round. Yeah, that, that kind of hurt. Well, even this year, he's still ranked pretty high. I mean, to me, to me, I, I, I think he's ranked a little bit too high. Yeah, there, um, there, was, there was another guy that I wanted to mention. Um, I can't believe I forgot this because he was so highly touted in, in college. Christian McCaffrey in the, in the Panthers. With you know why I don't want to mention him? You know why I don't want to mention him? Because even though I I know Cam is their premier running back <laughs> slash quarterback, yeah, with um, Cam on your team, but, he he's an RBBC himself. Yeah, because he's he will touch Yeah, but but uh, I think they're gonna chill out a lot. But you can't take that away from Cam. That's what makes him special, Cam. Cam enjoys running the football, and you see it on his face, runs the football, and and it seems to me like anytime he runs and he gets hit, even though he kind of in in the media he complains about it, but it look kind of looks like he enjoys it a little bit. Enjoys you know? what like running, like in there? running, the, just just running the football and getting hit and getting right back up. But I think I think I think it's catching up with him. Um, all it the has hits. no choice but to catch up to him. Yeah, it doesn't up. matter how big, how tall, how strong, how powerful you are. You keep getting hit like that, it's going to break you down eventually. Yeah, it's going to break you down. Um, Christian McCaffrey, so, even though I like him, I don't like him in that offense. I have to believe it till I see it because they're trying to make him the guy. That's why I didn't mention him earlier because they're trying to make him the guy, even though Jonathan why, Stewart is still there. But Jonathan Stewart think. was there for years with D'Angelo yeah. Williams. And they had, exactly. they, that's were why. The first, they were the first RBBC team to do it the way they did for so long. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's going to be an RBBC because he, it, 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 it's one of those same situations just like Indianapolis where – they draft a running back, and they not only suspect him to take over the lead role, um, they expect him to take over the lead role. You know, Christian McCaffrey could very well be their starting running back in week one. Yeah, you know, I like him. I like Christian McCaffrey. I don't like him on this team because this team... Reminds me of a power team. They're they're a power running team who throws the ball deep, 
Cam doesn't really throw the ball inside. If he's going inside, it's usually runs. They have well-designed runs to show off his running ability. But they haven't shown an ability to change the offense. And you draft Christian McCaffrey, you say you're going to change the offense. But it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to see it to believe it for myself. Yeah. I have to see it in the yeah, season to see you. if you're going to do that. Because I'm not sure if you're going to walk in there as a rookie and you're going to change your entire offense for a running back. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, Only... only- only to an extent. Cam Cam is one of those quarterbacks that like to throw deep, but he don't have nobody to really throw deep to anymore. Um, he's they're they're, they're still going to be lethal, um, within the red zone only because of uh, Benjamin and um, what's his name? They're they're tight end. Greg Olson. Yeah, and because of Olson. Yeah. Um, but there's not going to be any more plays like they were making to <laughs> to that waste of space that used to be on their team. Um, <laughs> but 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 it's it, it's it's going to be Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Punches. Um, they recently got Charles Johnson, but it's I don't see. Uh, oh oh yeah, and they 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 got Curtis Samuel as well, but I, I don't see. Anybody else really making a big splash, which is why I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be their premier offensive guy. You, you, you hope that's that's their guy. But when you look at what Christian McCaffrey does, Christian yeah. McCaffrey catches balls out of the backfield. Cam never really throws it to his running backs much. Yeah, that's never seemed to be Cam Newton's game. Right. Like... Yeah, but 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 that it, it doesn't matter about Cameron's game. This is Ron Rivera's team. Okay, and I'm gonna have to see it to they, believe it. I even they're, they're gonna they're gonna, gonna do what's worth. I mean, I'd rather see, have to see it. Exactly. They they gotta do something, right? They they gotta do something different. They gotta do something different. I I I I like Newton. You know, this will prove his his fantasy stuff does work. Now, if you're gonna draft a Cam Newton for your team. You want him to throw the ball to a Christian McCaffrey. You want Christian McCaffrey to catch and run and get 14 yards after the catch or, or score multiple touchdowns after a catch. This will only make Cam Newton's stock that much higher. So, so I, I do hope big things for Cam Newton. You, you know what? Well, we, I'm, I'm yet to see it. I've yet to see it, so whenever it allegedly happens, then okay. <laughs> if, well, I know that's that's why happens, that's why I said then, it. Then okay, but uh, well, I know, I know, but that's why I said in the beginning, it just it, it looks like he enjoys taking the football and just winning it himself. But hopefully, Ron Rivera can talk some sense into him and get the ball out of his hands into the heads. Of this guy Christian McCaffrey, and hopefully something big does happen. <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, um, of course, of course, you got the out of the out of the non RBBC list of David Johnson, Zeke, 
Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, Melvin Gordon, Isaiah Crowell, Jay Ajayi, Lamar Miller, Frank Gore, and Paul Perkins. Um, those guys, to me, like, I would, I'd preface them more a little bit. Um, we could probably go into rankings at a different podcast, but I, want, I really wanted to touch on the guys that, or the or the teams that just kind of, like, annoyed me a little bit because once you have an RBBC it just like it makes you think it makes you have to think in fantasy a little bit more but since since like a, a two-thirds of the league has one you kind of have to pay attention to them because no matter what it's it's kind of hard for you to avoid an RBBC no matter who you are Agreed. Another guy who's actually on that list of non-RBBCs is your favorite coach in this world, John Fox. Why did we have to mention that man? (laughs) Because Jordan Howard wasn't on that list because he... Is the Bears? They don't. They've never known what to do properly. Jordan Howard was never supposed to be part of an RBBC, but yet he was with Jeremy Langford and Kadeem Carey. For some god awful reason, that man put Jordan Howard, who was always productive, to the back burner for those guys. Jeremy Langford, who was supposed to be a guy, but never looked like he was going to be the guy. They did have to be the guy. And then you don't play Howard for some reason, just to piss people off. Because he's an old, miserable wretch. I I don't know why, but he did the same thing in Denver. He did the same thing in Denver. Yeah. CJ Anderson was part of forever. The same thing. He was the same thing. He put Ronnie Hillman over CJ. Yeah. He's an old, miserable wretch. That's, and then, that's and then why even, I didn't put Jordan Howard there, even though I love Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard should not be in RBBC. He should be on something. the non-RBBC list. I agree but with you. That man, I don't trust, man. <laughs> and I agree it's with frustrating. You. And let me tell you something. And I'm still... And, you know, I can't take him off my draft board because he's too good. Exactly. Jordan Howard might go in the first round, but uh, uh, in a, in a lot of drafts. But I, I think a lot of the experts. I can see second I, round, but I can't. I can't see first. Right, Damn, right, but but, he, but but that's oh, our man. personal thing. Our personal preference is one thing. A lot of the experts do see Jordan Howard going in the first round. Um, but ninth best me personally back in fantasy and standard. What happened? Ninth best running back. No, oh, excuse me. Eighth best running back in Stanford. running back. Yeah. So, so you see, but but to me personally, I wouldn't. I don't have Jordan Howard that high, only because of Jim Fox. This guy will single-handedly probably ruin your choice if you choose Jordan Howard in the second or the third round. Um, and it's only because of that I, coach. It is only because yeah, of it's that only because coach. Of, That's it. It's only because of him. I, I, I still see him trying to start 
Kadeem Carey over Jordan Howard. Man, that will make people pissed. That will make people pissed off. I don't, I don't think and you I, understand. Like, he will just he'll just add a neck, like they did this year. <laughs> they added Tariq Cohen. They added another running back. Exactly. Like, there, there four, was four in the combine. There was some points during last year. I was looking at the, the Bears game, and I'm like, who's running now? You couldn't even tell. Was it Howard? Was it Lance? Was it Carey? Yeah. You didn't even. You, you couldn't even tell who was running. And you're like, touchdown, Chicago running back. You're like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Langford was the guy the year before. And then they decided, you know what, he can't play really well. Which clearly didn't because he went from 3.6 yards of carry down to 3.2 yards of carry. And he wasn't, he wasn't that great. So... I don't even know if no, he's he the won't. number two on the league on the, on the depth chart. I don't know if he's Terry. He might not be Langford. I don't know if he's he might get cut no, off. No, Langford the team. is too. Langford is Langford is behind Jordan Howard on the depth charts. Um, and then and then after Langford is Carey. But you're absolutely right. He can get cut off him. And and <laughs> another run back in Tariq Cohen. So so and, and they all in him. God, so let's no. tell Not you this, this coach, when it comes to running backs, no. I'm on a list. I purposely didn't put I, I Jordan Howard it. on a list because I don't know what that coach is thinking. And no, apparently, I don't know what he thinks and, and, and apparently, the organization is worse because they didn't even tell they didn't even tell uh, John Fox that they, they were going to be drafting Mitchell Trubisky until late because they they invited they invi- like they invited um. Mike Glennon to the draft room only to trade a bunch of picks to draft Mitchell Trubisky. To tell you how terrible this team is run. <laughs> <laughs> That's pettiness at a whole nother level. I don't, I don't understand why you would do something like that. Like, you sign somebody to 15, 15, 14, 15 million dollars a year and then you draft his replacement right away? I mean, that's just, I don't know. I don't know. But Jordan Howard should be the guy. He should be, where these people rank him is where he should be ranked if you're dealing with a coach that makes sense. But John Fox does not make sense. I'm sorry, he doesn't. John Fox does not make sense. And as much as I like Jordan Howard, I can't trust him because I can't trust his coach. No. I I agree, I agree. John Fox does not make sense. He, he was like, yeah. Even when you look at I even can't. when you look at the division, if you look at like the Lions and Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick and Zach Zenner, I mean that's not really an RBBC because Zach no. Zenner is, you know, he was the guy. They didn't really draft or do anything. But they probably they're they're fighting with the Giants to sign Legarrette Blunt, so they th- this may change like pretty soon. Um, and and then you have like then you have like the Packers with Jamal Williams or something like that with and Ty Montgomery because they just cut Christine Michael, so right like, that's they, not, a, not even. Let me tell you something. I can't that even right there, those guys because because the Bears situation seems worse because those guys who don't have a solidified guy 
at least you kind of know where the coach's mindset is. But exactly. you don't know John Fox's mindset. Man, it's just crazy with his guys. Exactly. Which is why I will still draft Jordan Howard if he does fall to me. Because I think Jordan Howard is a hell of a talent in this league. Um, I'm not going oh, yeah. to say Fox he's not draftable. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. it's, I'm not, it's hard. I'm not going to let guy. him scare me away. But but if if um if he's available, but there's a slightly better running back, and I have to decide between the both of them, I'm going to take somebody else. So, Jordan Howard, talent-wise, I would take over Lamar Miller. Situationally, I have to think about it. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. Because I want to draft... I I trust Jordan Howard's ability more than I do Lamar Miller's. Just not the situation. Just not the situation, exactly. Like me personally, let's let's say this. Let's say this. Leonard Fournette or Jordan Howard? You see, and that's where the difficulty comes. Yeah. So, so and that so guy it's, never played in the league. That's the scary. And that part. guy has never played in the league. Yeah. So, so you got to understand. To me, John Fox. I'm not saying he's a terrible head coach. I'm just saying he's very, very bad at choosing a running back and sticking to one. He just does not like to play one premier back, and I think that's that's a that's a major disconnect between him and the people in the front office. And who knows, you might actually see John Fox um, lose his job as head coach in the middle of the year. Yeah, season. he's probably he's probably one of these head coaches that might lose him in the middle of the year, and it will just yeah. completely screw over uh, Mitchell Trubisky and. Um, and Mike Glennon, and get a coach that doesn't like any. Well, of I don't. Well, I don't think I don't think it's going to screw up a Mitch Trubisky, because it doesn't matter if the coach comes in and doesn't like any of them, because the front office is going to make sh- damn well sure that they understand whoever's coming in that Mitch Trubisky, they gave up a lot to move up one spot. To get him, <laughs> and they, they demo moved, better be able to They moved a bunch of draft picks to move one spot for a team that one wasn't going to get him anyway. Yeah, you see, and that's the bitch assness about the 49ers. <laughs> they stood there, they stood there, dropping, <laughs> dropping, um, dropping little notations talking about, yeah, you know, we really like this guy, Mr. Trubisky. Word? Yeah, I think, I think we're going to draft him. You see, that was the moment for the Chicago to look at him and go, "Why the hell you lying?" <laughs> God. Oh my God! <laughs> Stop all your but but you see, they fell for it. They fell for it, so it's good. Um, John Lynch over there at at San Francisco, he's doing. He, I, I think he's done a great job so far. Um, so far, he's and he's a I G. see good things. He, he he's. He's, yeah, so he's far hustling he's done, these people. He's done if, if you're yeah, a GM, the hustling. best thing you can do is hustle like people. And so far, so good. We'll see what <laughs> they do on the field. Um, exactly. Yeah, I can't think of another RBBC, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I think, I think he's pretty I, much got him. 
Yeah. The oh. RBBC lists, um, they're, they're frustrating. So this will probably be the, the last time you, you deal with one of those. Um, next podcast, though, I do want to touch on how you know you're drafting a side piece. Because people sometimes, they draft like, they they draft like a wide receiver who they think is going to be the guy, but he ends up just being the guy who's next to the guy who's not really going to be the guy. Oh, you mean like Tyler Boyd? See, but you should already know. That's a one-night stand. That's not, te- I mean, technically that could be a side piece, but that's a side piece for a week. He, I'm That's talking a about a side, side piece, piece for like piece. like half the year, but we're gonna touch on that on most likely a different podcast. But folks, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. We'll speak on we'll speak on running back rankings at another time and another podcast. Um, I'm your host Harm. That's your that's your boy, the genius Rich. Um, once again, you could listen to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and now on Google Play. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter, and you can hit up the Facebook page at the The Sports Fusion. That's a that's a the that's the word the in front of the Sports Fusion. Just in case you're looking at them under the on the Sports Fusion and you can't see it, make sure it's the the Sports Fusion dot com. I'm your host, Harm Genius Rich. Thank you for allowing us to spew out all the fantasy knowledge that we have on RBCs that are BBCs that frustrate you. And don't don't type in BBCs or if you misspell it and try to do BBCs at work and mess yourself up and get fired because you're doing the BBCs. Because, you know, uh, I could get you a little trouble. You going, yeah, you're going to see a picture of me. Hey! Pause. (laughs) Later, people. You've just listened to the Sports Fusion Podcast, RBBC Part 2. Please like, subscribe, comment on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Please visit the Sports Fusion Podcast website at thesportsfusion.com. Like us on Twitter. You can like the Facebook page. Like, listen, do whatever you want, but do something to the page. Later, y'all.